So I started watching this uh, this Paul Newman, Joanne Woodworth, uh, Woodward uh, documentary, and I'm a big fan of the uh, of this uh, this generation of the '40s, '50s, '60s of actors that came out of those generations, uh, the guys that. Uh, I don't think it like Brando and, and Montgomery Cliff. You know, there was James Dean, but James Dean played James Dean. Let's let's face it. He did a good job playing who he was. So he never was tested. The the most tested he got was probably uh in Giant when he had to play you know the old guy. And he did not do a good job. I don't care what anybody says. It was laughable. So, maybe he died just at the right times where he could be a legend. Or he could have been like hundreds of other actors that, you know, came in to the film world on top. You know? And then just disappeared. Uh, so, you know, it's like that that whole uh, generation of actors. So I'll say that generation, you know, because the guys after that were great, like De Niro and Pacino. Uh, they idolized those guys and wanted to learn from them and wanted to go to the school they wanted to go to. Uh, they all went to the actor studio. You know, there was different styles in the actor studio. It wasn't a, a, just a Strasburg thing, you know. I think Bobby Lewis, Elia Kazan, you know, Stella Adler, who Brando, worked with so uh, anyway not to get off the topic but I think these actors back then had such a passion in comparison to today and they were able to make a living and continue to learn and go back to class and study and try out new things. It wasn't like I made it, now I don't have to do this anymore. Uh, so, they were constantly, I mean, these, these were respected for their craft, you know. Not that every one of them was a great person. And I think we're lacking that today in everything. And even, even like, you know, musicians and just constantly playing. I, you know, I, I sit and I tell people, like, somebody like Prince, when he was done playing a concert, he went to a local club and played some more. The guy was music incarnated 
he was constantly making music or playing music or that's who he was um we don't have that today in the public arena i mean there are people out there that but they don't ever get an opportunity maybe because when i grew up musicians were all ugly and they played guitar or drums they all got together and played music because they can get checks so they mastered their equipment because they were trying to get laid. And, it, and sex wasn't all out there all over the place. You, had the, you know, it wasn't an easy access to sex. Uh, we were with uh, articles and ma- I mean, magazines or, or, or on TV. There was all these codes. So, you know... They did this, and then, you know, they did this to get laid, but there were people also who who did it because it was a passion. But it wasn't about the look of the the artist. They would put together bands like the Monkees and the Partridge Family and and, uh, probably Bay City Rollers and all. There was the boy bands of the time, but there was such a small percentage of the industry in comparison. Because people were still into the music. So there was a lot of artists back then. And they seemed like it was more of an art form rather than today. They like to say, they like to, people didn't go around saying, you know, but, you know I'm singing, I'm a lyricist, sing a song. They just did what they did. And today everybody's got a label for what they have. Oh, I'm a lyricist, or I'm this, or I'm that. Uh, come on, man. D-Train Williams said it. I think I heard him say in the 80s. And he said, pull out the plug. Get rid of the electricity. But he said, pull the plug out and see who the real musicians are. You know? So, anyway. uh, I think society's kind of... You know, it wasn't ex- expensive. I, I'm not going to... I mean, of course, all all artists struggle. But in comparison to what you have to do today, as an artist, it's ridiculous. Unless you have backing. Or you want to live in a fucking one bedroom with 20 people. It's really hard to focus on your craft. Because you're going to feed yourself. When I came out to uh, Los Angeles, I was paying six thirty-five a month for a one-bedroom apartment in Valley Village in two thousand. When I moved to Boston in ninety-three, I was paying more money. I got more, or about the same, six twenty-five. A month for a one-bedroom on Boylston Street, right next to Fenway Park. So I was going to school, and I was um, working full-time, because I had to. I had to pay for my rent. My apartment was an older student. Um, I had to buy groceries. I had a dog. So I never had any free time, but I was the freest I ever was. 
was the freest I've ever felt. But I was, I was so into my craft at the time. I was enjoying, even though I had no time to do anything. And I, my free time was basically, at that age, going to college. And I enjoyed it. And I enjoyed going to classes. I enjoyed all the, the, the banter. You know, I had a couple of friends that I transferred from a community college to go there. It was awesome. And I just loved learning. I loved, I was, you know, kind of when I was with uh, Trinity, it, we would rehearse for the next show during the day. And then at nighttime, <clears throat> we'd be performing in a show. It was constant. It was constant. It was it was incredible. I had no time. I made no money. But it was something that fed me. Um, I don't think we have that at, that much anymore. I think the 2000s and the digital age is kind of zapped. I'm not saying there's not anybody, but the percentage of people that used to do it back in the 40s, 50s, 60s in comparison to the amount of people who do it it's going to be a lot less in the percentage uh, percentile plus there's there's nothing around I'm in LA but uh, just to thinking and I said you know I started writing and I said let me just say it let me just say it and go free form what I was thinking about and I think that's what society in a whole society in a whole we need, we need more true artists and not artists that go and march politically uh, we need more true artists I think you lead by example. And and truthfully example. Uh, not not hey uh, I'm I'm Joe Cool. Truthfully just being who you are and learning from those better than you. You know. Life can be good. It's when you start chasing the sparkly things and the gadgets so that other people who have no talent but to make money suck you in and you buy all this shit and then you have no money for this or that and you can't and it's about time I always say this is about time you know I want time I don't care about money money affords you time Time to make other people rich or time to make yourself rich with time. So, anyway, uh, oh, it seems like I've been talking a lot longer than I've been talking. 
But this is usually uh, it's a different kind of format for this. I usually do things really slow and top talk on one topic, but I wanted to change things up a little bit. It's time. Um, it's not like uh, the last few ones are like blowing millions of numbers. I mean, it's like it was just it's more of a thing for my therapy, for my thought process. And I figured, let me put it out there. At least I, I, I can access it very easily, number one. Number two, who knows? Who knows? You know, somebody could listen and learn something or make them want to do some more research on what I was talking about. Or, I don't know. Who knows? Keep it clean. You know, keep it quick. I hope you like this uh, new thing, new format. If there is ever an opportunity to let me know, let me know. And I'm just one man. And that's how I see it. Peace.